0: Welcome to RaMA for Today Radio.
1: Now, I don't know why, but uh, I do know from experience of teaching along this line for over 50 years that this is the main reason why people's faith doesn't work. It's the main reason why people fail to receive healing. And actually, if you would do this, if you will go through the four Gospels, and if you'll just underline with a red pencil, or better yet, get you a sheet of paper, and just write out every statement that Jesus made relative to faith, you'll find that this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week we begin a new series by Kenneth e. Hagan entitled, The Most Important Message You Will Ever Hear. Does faith really work? A better question might be, how does faith work? Is your faith working in every area of your life? If not, why? Using sound biblical references and surprising personal testimonies, Reverend Kenneth e. Hagan presents the answers to these faith questions in this amazingly simple yet uncompromisingly powerful series. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth Hagan e. Hagin with today's message.
1: Well, open your Bibles again today to Mark 11. And as we said before, just to tell you the real truth about it, everything you need to know about faith is found right here. And of course, we can't cover it all just in a few days. But at least we can sort of hit some high spots, cover maybe the most important parts. In fact, to tell you the real truth about the matter... This lesson today is the most important lesson you'll ever hear on the subject of faith. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. All right, let's start reading again with the 22nd verse. 22nd verse of the 11th chapter. Now notice, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God, or as the margin said, have the faith of God. And then... He goes on in the 23rd verse to describe, define, or describe the God kind of faith and how it works. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. Everybody say forgive. forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now then, I want you to notice, you know, we all rejoice in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Mark eleven twenty four, and we're quick to quote those verses. But you ever stop thinking about it? Mark eleven twenty five goes right along with it. It's part of it. He said, uh, you see, he just got through saying in Mark 11, 24, therefore it's saying to you what things have you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Now then, uh, what's the next word after that? And. And is a conjunction. It joins what he's about to say to what he just got through. Saying, doesn't it? Amen. And when you stand praying, see, he's still talking about prayer. Now, you see, in that 24th verse, he's talking about prayer. What things have you desire when you pray? What things have you desire when you pray? And when you stand praying, or in other words, when you pray, forgive. If you have aught against any. Now, I don't know why, but uh, I do know from experience of teaching along this line for over 50 years that this is the main reason why people's faith doesn't work. It's the main reason why people fail to receive healing. And actually, if you would do this, if you'll go through the four Gospels, and if you'll just underline with a red pencil, or better yet, get you a sheet of paper, and just write out every statement that Jesus made relative to faith, you'll find that this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not other hindrances. But what that does mean is that this is the main hindrance. He warned us where the greatest danger was. Amen? And I know from experience, just hearing people talk and and, and talking to them, Dealing with people for healing on a one-to-one basis and so on. That so many people, you know, they all know it's wrong to have something big against somebody. But it don't hurt, you know, just to hold a little something against them. You know? But this text said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought. Did you ever look up the word ought in the dictionary? It means anything at all. It means anything at all. Little, big, or middle-sized. And you know there's a text in the Old Testament that said the little foxes spoil the vines. It's not the big thing so many times in Christian lives that spoil the vines. You know what I mean by that. Keeps your faith from working, your prayers from being heard. It's the little things. There's still a little ought. I've said for over 50 years, so I'm not going to quit saying it now because it's truth. that if my prayers didn't work and my faith didn't work, this would be the first place I'd look. And you know what? Through these 54 years, I'm in my 54th year of ministry. I'm in my 54th year of divine health. I don't misunderstand me at all. If folks need medicine, I'll, in fact, I buy medicine for people every once in a while. Send them to the doctor. If I needed an aspirin, I'd take it. My head hurt, and I couldn't get healed any other way, but the last headache I had was August 1933. And in 54 years, I haven't even as much as had an aspirin. Well, if you do, I go along sometime, five to seven years at a time, don't know I have a body from the standpoint of giving me any problems. But if I do, this is the first place I look. And I always straighten up right away and just get healed the same day. Where well, a lot of folks, you know, hold out and not get healed. Now, sure, this would be the first place I'd look. And and I just always through these years have refused to allow the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill will, the least bit of wrong feeling, I won't allow it for a moment to touch me. I'd be just as careful about that as I would a rattlesnake. Because it's just as deadly. Ill will towards somebody else, wrong feelings towards somebody else. It's just as deadly as a rattlesnake bite because if you know anything at all about the bible and you have the spirit of god you know i'm telling you the truth amen, amen. i had a fellow hold me a meeting one time evangelist and he, he didn't do me right i can tell you you know it but i'm not even going to tell it and the devil said to me if i was you I wouldn't take him up another offering i'd just wait till sunday night you know see see that that old get back attitude and you still have that in your flesh see your spirit's born again and become a new creature in Christ remember 2nd Corinthians 517 said therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature now that's not talking about your body it's talking about the inward man because you see that's the fifth chapter of 2nd Corinthians and in the fourth chapter of 2nd Corinthians you remember the 16th verse uh, Paul said for which cause we faint not but though our outward man perished the inward man is renewed day by day so when he talks about therefore if any man be in Christ he's talking about the inward man and in the inward man, old things have passed away, and all things have become new. But old things haven't passed away in the outward man. I mean, you still got the same body you had, and it won't do the same things it always did. And in your body, your body won't say, you know, you spit on me, I'll spit on you. You curse me, and I'll curse you. You hit me, and I'll hit you. That's the reason the Bible said, that's the reason Paul said, I keep my body under. You know, 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven. 27, I keep my body under, I bring it into subjection. Well, who's I? Eyes, is the man on the inside, the inward man. I keep my body under. I rule my body. Don't let my body rule me. Now, here's Paul, the apostle, great man of God, wrote half the New Testament. Well, his body must have wanted to do things that were wrong. He wouldn't have to keep it under, would he? I said, would he? Sure. So just because your body wants to do things wrong, see, if you don't know the Bible, the devil tells you, you Said, well, now, you claim to be a Christian wanting to do all these things. Well, you couldn't be saved. No, that's the reason Paul said, I keep under my body. In other words, I keep my body under, I bring it into submission, subjection. I keep it under control, I bring it into subjection. I bring it into subjection. I keep it under, he calls his body it. I, as the man on the inside, don't let my body rule me, I rule my body. That's reading Paul writing to the Romans, in Romans 12, 1 said, Wherefore I beseech you, brethren. That means cistern too. Amen. See that you present your bodies. You do something with your body. God's not going to do anything with it. You got to present your bodies unto God, a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto Him with your reasonable service. Amen? Amen. See that body now. Now you see, we think about keeping the body. Under people automatically think of sexual sin. That's part of it, but that's only a little part of it. Because you see, your body, you it will only have the attitude. You hit me, I'll hit you. Jim, you want to hit somebody? Sure, you did. Probably yesterday. Maybe this morning. Amen. I'm talking about physically, naturally, you know. But you've got to keep the body up Did you ever want to tell somebody off? I'll get them told, all right. Might have been your husband this morning. Or it might have been the husband telling his wife off. Or somebody else. Keep the body under. That body will want to do it. The flesh will want to do it, won't it? Uh, you know there is, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. I'm talking about from the flesh. Now, there is a beast that's in all of us. You don't let that beast out. You keep him under. Amen. Amen. So here, this fellow did me wrong. There's no doubt about that. Evangelist, holding meeting in my church, and the devil said to me, and, and and your natural mind and flesh probably sided in with him, helped him. If I was you, I just wouldn't take him up another offering. You know, get back at him, revenge. The Bible said that God said, Revenge is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Better let him do it. He'll do a better job than you did because you'll both get in a mess. Amen. And uh, finally, you sure, just wouldn't take him up another offering. I'd just wait till Sunday night, you know, because you got to. You've got to look as good as you can in front of your people. They'd think something's wrong if you didn't take him up one. But i will just wait till Sunday night and wouldn't try to get him anything. Just get up and say, Well, this is Brother So-and-So's offering. I'm going to pass the plate. I said, just now ordinarily... We took up an offering when we had a visiting speaker that way, an evangelist, Tuesday night, Friday night, and Sunday night. Other nights, we'd take up expense offerings because uh, there's expenses putting on a revival, advertisement, and, and keeping the evangelists and feeding them and so on and so forth. And uh, so, I said, now, just for that, Mr. Devil, I'm going to take up an offering every night. <laughs> Amen. Give him twice as many as we ordinarily do. See, we was in the last week now. Start the last week and if you say anything else to me about it, I'll take him up two offerings every
0: night. You're listening to Rayma for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan.
2: Dad's, uh, Dad's CDs, two of them, in him, learn more about who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ. And my, ser- my series, Forget Not. You know, LCD. on that forget not, uh, you talk about forget not the benefits. Yes, that's what I'm talking that about. We have in Christ. It's a great. Service. But you can't get a hold of those benefits right. unless you know how to identify yourself. That's right. But when you get these, the original price is twenty eight dollars, but we're selling for nineteen ninety five. I am going to throw in this dollar ninety five book called In Him. And so, therefore, uh, you're getting about a $10 savings by, right. by order. So, just go there. The, that's and an awesome need, book. That's awesome. Yes. All of that's awesome material yes. that will help you to be able to overcome in your life and to receive what belongs to you yes. as a born again Christian. That's right.
0: Call toll free 1 888 Faith 99. Again, call toll free. One eight 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 faith 99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126 Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150 We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RAMA for today. Tomorrow, Kenneth Hagan continues his series, The Most Important Message You Will Ever Hear, here on RAMA for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.